0: Right, just want to welcome everybody to our get minted podcast. Uh, this is where we empower people to live their life of purpose. Uh, this week's podcast, I'd like to introduce the coaches of Mint condition fitness. So say hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Hey, everybody. All right. So let's uh, introduce everyone here. So we have our head coach, coach Brad. Um, our in-person coaches, we have Max, Sean, and Priyanka. And our online coaches, uh, we have Michael and Meg. All right. So, you know, fitness industry in itself, uh, pretty diverse industry. There's a lot going on when it comes to uh, things that are out there for us to get healthier and, and um, just improve our overall well-being. Uh, so just kind of, you know, want to hear from, from you, Brad, what brought you into the fitness industry?
1: Well, from a young age, I've always been a very active child. And, you know, growing up in uh, Western Pennsylvania, where health wasn't taken super seriously. And, you know, as I was growing up and just seeing it more and more prevalent that people were overweight, smoking, they were eating terribly. It just became a concern for me and uh and I really really just wanted to figure out a way to help so um so yeah I just decided to go to school to learn more about fitness learn more about the body um and really so so I can get deeper into um helping people get better and and be more fit and and then they can do more things right that's a that's a big deal like is he people get older and they get overweight and they just can't do anything and it really is very
0: discouraging so um one of the big driving forces for me yeah so it's just a matter of it's changing lives just giving them the, the chance to enjoy it all right absolutely Meg, i understand that you had uh, had been a athletic individual yourself and over over time you've had some injuries um, that kind of had some setback. Um, was that was that part of draw into wanting to improve and help others as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was a competitive athlete majority of my my youth. Um, played uh, basketball up through college, um, and was just in and out of a gym my entire life. Uh, along the way, sustained many injuries. I've had seven knee surgeries. Um, and so with that, I learned a lot about proper rehab and then, um, the importance of proper functional training, uh, just even though I was athletic, I didn't move super well and had a lot of injuries, um, and just have always had a desire to help other people. I was a counseling psychology major. Um, but then it just was a natural fit for me to combine two of my loves, um, to help people learn how to move properly, um, to move through pain, um, and to not allow their injuries to define what they're capable of doing. Um, it's easy to just want to give up. You know, I can say, Oh, I've had seven knee surgeries. I can't ever do anything again yet. I do everything that I want to do. Um, and so just helping people realize that through proper training, you can, you can ski, you can get down on the floor, play with your grandkids. You can play sports. You could do whatever you want. um, And so just, that's a big motivation for why I do what I do.
0: Yeah. And I know that uh, uh, I've gone through some injuries myself, not quite as extensive as yours, but uh, one, you mentioned the the psyche portion of it. There's been times where I get so cautious. I get so cautious that from an injury, I I don't want to injure again. So the, the first thing that I would do is I favor it I, and I try to avoid anything that would prevent um, myself from actually having a, an injury or re-injuring a situation. But uh, at the same time with that, you get weaker mm-hmm. and, and things do get more challenging. And, and if we don't address it, it's very hard to be able to get back to what we're used to doing or what we'd love to do before that, that took place. So I'm, yeah, and uh, Priyanka, I, I understand that uh, you're going through some stuff too in terms of some challenges as well,
3: right? Yes. Um, so from my childhood, I, I was on the opposite end of the athletic spectrum. So not athletic, not at all. I had a pretty poor posture. Uh, so in 27, no, back in uh, several years ago, uh, back in Australia, when I got into the um, nursing industry, I was a caregiver. I worked in the industry for about four years. Uh, bad posture, and then low back pain um, took a hold of my life for for a very long time. And that led to sciatica, SI joint dysfunction, which I am still dealing with. Uh, but then I got into fitness. I started as um, going to karate class, um, doing some weightlifting by myself at home, then joining a gym. And then I found kinesiology. And then I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, the reason why I stopped with... Um, my exercises for a very long time was because I found physical strength through it. But more than that, I found mental clarity as well. Um, so that is what began my journey into the fitness industry.
0: Yeah, it's, and, and that's amazing to hear. You know, one of the things that I, I would say that a lot of our MINT members that do come to us is they are seeing a need for improvement. Uh, Maybe they have overlooked their own needs uh, as Brad had mentioned, uh, or they had some injuries that they never really addressed such as Meg and and Priyanka. Um, So coming coming to Mint, uh, it just gives them an opportunity to find a way to improve themselves um, not only from the standpoint of a physical level, but uh, I would even say on a, a healthy men- mental level as well, just having the, the right mindset and the right approach in terms of making sure that they are taking care of themselves and, and the importance of health uh, as well as wellness and fitness. Um, you know, and that's, that's a draw for a lot of them. So, Max, what's, uh, what was the draw for you to come uh, join Mint and be a coach with Mint
4: Sure. Um, Well, I was initially drawn uh, to Mint because my story resonated with Colin's story about losing a family member who possibly could have been helped through fitness coaching. Uh, So I wanted to help people like that. And Mint offered an internship for brand new coaches like me. Um, But they also offered a, a team culture that feels more like a family. And this includes not only my teammates, but also the client's. And um also from the get-go, uh Mint had a very clear mission statement that uh influences everything, everything they do, um, which is to empower people to live an inspired life of purpose. And uh and these are just some of the reasons I I chose to work there. It was it was a no-brainer for me from the moment I walked in and uh I met Hannah and Colin first thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that that, that empowerment is such a, a strong word that actually uh, we can all live by. And it's, uh, we have one life to live, and and we want to try to make the most of it. You know, I, I understand, uh, Sean, you have a you have a background and uh, that you've experienced for yourself your own journey. But not only that, you've also had a, an experience to work with some uh, other uh, big box gyms and as a trainer as well. So you now, how's how's Mint uh, been? been for you in terms of coming over
5: Uh, well the biggest the biggest difference is that uh each member at mint isn't a sale waiting to happen or a new uh you know selling a new package to them Uh, they're coming here because they they want a coach who will work with them uh, and not always be selling you know and so working at the big box gyms that's that's what it's like Uh, If you're not, you know, grinding on the sales floor, when you're not training, then, you know, it's really hard. So I feel like when I spoke with Colin about it, you know, in the initial phone interview, like it just felt like a a better fit (laughs) overall for me, because it's less about, uh, you know, making sure we make budget this month, making sure that you know, you get your $6,000 this month, all that kind of stuff that, you know, it just never ending grind. Uh, and it was all about the member. It was just really focused on really trying to help people, reach people where they are, uh, you know, and not, um, not throwing the kitchen sink at them. Uh, and that's another thing that in the interview process, when I realized like, you know we have this whole system of how to write programs and people are on macros and this is how we do it and Brad goes over every program with us and um you know whereas before I was just flying on on my own and nobody cared and uh it just feels really good to know that I have uh like Brad's knowledge assisting me while I'm planning for my, my clients.
0: Yeah it sounds like uh, well it definitely sounds like men has a a strong structure, not only for you as coaches, but also for the the members and the clients themselves. Um, in the fitness industry out there, there's there's just so many. There's so many different options for people to choose from. Uh, there's uh, CrossFit. There's um, your standard box gyms. There's Zumba. There's Pilates. There's uh, you name it. The, it's out there. Boot camp. You know, and and one of the things that uh, I would say is that you know, there so many different programs for so many different people. So, you know, how does how does Mint's program differ from some of the other training programs out there? What would you say is the biggest difference, Michael?
6: Um, there's so many things, just kind of piggyback off like what Sean has said as well. I've just never seen any other gym. I've worked for like four or five gyms, been so organized with everything from like the onboarding process with the trainers and to like guiding the members and programming for the members. It just, I think Mint is doing what every gym wants to do and has like this idea in their head, but Mint has actually like figured it out. And in my opinion, Mint is like a, a way way ahead of the game just for that reason alone. And now with like new VIP program, we're uh, rolling out as well. That's just like the next level uh, evolution that I think that training is going into in the future. And I think Mint is like one of the only companies that are actually doing that right now. So it's really exciting. Yeah, uh,
0: I think it's just, uh, just- really taking care for each individual and and giving them the tools that they need to to be able to not only accomplish the goals that they're looking for, but also being able to excel, maybe, um, you know, for their own personal uh, uh, own personal just uh, mindset is to be able to excel and know that uh, that there's so much more out there for them to to achieve and accomplish. Uh, I know uh, Priyanka, you've actually worked with some trainers in the past. Yeah, I think you you mentioned work with some trainers in the past in terms of some some of the tr- uh, challenges that you were going through. Um, so, how, how what's your take on the the difference between Mint and some of the other training programs out there?
3: So, this is my first exposure to the fitness industry as a certified PT. Um, so this is my first job, as a certified PT as well, but however, I have worked um, at Planet Fitness in the past for a couple of months. Um, so the mentality there was mostly about sales and commissions, as Sean and Michael mentioned, whereas coming to Mint, it was a completely different environment. I think a very nice, um, cohesive teamwork goes in with everything that we do there. And um, I'm still learning as well. I consider myself fairly new, so there's a lot to learn. Uh, everyone is a lot knowledgeable. And the programs are client-oriented, so it is focused on clients. So everything that we do in the program benefits the clients. And we don't just um, do one, a certain type of, one type of training. We fo- um, focus on mobility, strength, um, endurance, power training. It depends on what the client's
0: goal is yeah and that makes sense you know just clients everyone has a different goal everyone has a, a different desire um there and there are times where you, know, you may have experienced it yourself is where a, a, someone would actually come and say i can do it myself um, i can accomplish myself so- this myself oh i know the information that you're talking about i know how to eat right so you really at the end of the day what you know, what would you say to somebody, Max, if, if someone came to you and, and said that they can do it themselves, but they have been, but they also have some challenges? What are some of the benefits that they can actually get from working with the coach?
4: Well, I, I think I think a coach does a few obvious things um, for for a client. Any good coaches can design and implement um, fitness programs uh, and evaluate their people's form and their performance which all that's critical to success, but, but having a coach, I think goes a little deeper than that. Um, a coach asks the right questions and, and a coach really helps, helps you reveal, uh, your goals and understand the sources of your motivation, um, which ultimately helps you create and cultivate your own purpose. Uh, and then that from, from that point, a coach, uh, really is just your guide throughout your fitness journey, uh, to there to encourage you, uh, hold you accountable, and, um, and to celebrate your success. And, and all, a lot of that is, is really hard to do without an experienced coach in your corner.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it goes a very long way to have someone who can recognize certain things that you may not see for yourself. Um, and those goals are be, uh, become a little bit easier to obtain um, with some proper guidance i i would definitely say that uh, i agree with that for sure um sean i know that your you know some of your journey in terms of you have a coach even now to this day and what is what is your main reason for you yourself who is a fitness professional to have your own coach at this moment in time
5: oh um i forget where i saw it recently but it's basically uh i saw you know in um, the fitness feeds on Instagram that it's really, uh, it's important that coaches have coaches. Um, partially, I think for myself, it, it reminds me that it puts me in the place of my clients, uh, as well, sort of being in the, like, I don't really know about this. Are you sure I can do this? Like you, you have higher expectations of me than I have of myself. Sometimes my, my coach, uh, definitely opens up his own playbook with some of the exercises he sends me um, you know and uh it's been really useful um and uh it, it's really important um, to have that like max was saying like having somebody there to kind of champion you along and, and like make observations that you maybe don't see yourself you know like you know my coach is online and I only interact with him through, uh, emails and texts. And I record my workouts for him in uh, spreadsheets, you know, and he'll even comment sometimes on like, you know, Hey, this, this last week, you know, you only like, you can increase that weight. You know, if you're getting the top range of the reps that I'm giving you, then you can increase that weight. Uh, And so then it's like the next time I'm doing that workout, I'm, I'm definitely adding a little bit more weight to the to the stack so um just having that has been really beneficial for me uh and like i said it, it increases my empathy with the clients you know like i'm i don't have all the information mm-hmm. uh, i have somebody who who's there to help me along and to and to share his knowledge and experience
0: uh with me as well yeah and and uh, it's uh Definitely a challenge. I think one of the things that we as professionals is it's obvious that we have a good amount of knowledge, but as you said, Sean, we don't know it all, um, and there are things that that somebody else knows that could help us along. And imagine if you know, if we're still learning, imagine what it would be like for somebody who's actually. Uh, less inclined or less educated in terms of the health and fitness industry and how much they can gain from somebody getting them to uh, or teaching them to to kind of get to their progress and, and their goals uh, and and how much more beneficial or how much more knowledge that will present upon them as well. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of, I would definitely say in terms of coaching, coaching is not just being a professional that's out there who's kind of guiding it, each individual along some um, uh, when you have that empathy that Sean is saying, that empathy leads into a uh, a relationship with your with your members and your clients as well, uh, most definitely. And you start to create those uh, that bond that you have between you and and the person that you're working with. Um, so with that, Meg, what's what's some of your favorite uh, favorite times that you've had with your clients, or maybe even like favorite part of working with your clients?
2: Yeah, well, I think what you were just saying, like. I love getting to know my clients. Like, you know, they're not just, they become friends to me. They become a part of my life where, you know, I, I think about them when I'm not in session with them, um, you know, and I, I love to learn um, about their, you know, what motivates them, what, what drives them um, and kind of tap into that and help them to find that intrinsic motivation um, and you know, so seeing that, that fire get lit inside of somebody, that's really exciting. And I think, I think my favorite aspect of it is when somebody accomplishes something that they did not think they can do, which it's just the coolest thing when, you know, the light bulb goes off and go, they go, wow, like I could actually do this. Um, and, and so I think that part's one of my favorite, you know, favorite things or when somebody's like oh hey I, I don't have any more pain that I used I used to have, live chronically with now I don't and I can go do whatever I want to do and so that I think um those aspects are definitely uh just the the you know that's what makes it so much fun um, and rewarding to work with people and to be a coach um, yeah
0: yeah, that's great, um, and I know Michael, you your similar mind thought or mindset as Meg as well. I know you in, devote a lot of time in terms of uh, your clients' visions and their objectives, and and it's definitely uh, you know not all of your time with your clients are are about the the training side of things, but it's also just as much in terms of of kind of getting into their uh, their their thoughts and and where they stand in terms of what they want to accomplish Um, so what what are some of the favorite things that you have with your clients
6: in regards to that yeah definitely my favorite part about this whole job is doing these check-in calls with our clients where we go to deeper Uh, it allows me to kind of like what max was saying before is like you know guide them to the right direction usually everybody has the right answer they know what the what they need to do so it's just like shining the light being that near for them to look and see from a different perspective, that's definitely the most enjoyable part of uh, what I do here at yeah.
0: yeah, so it, it definitely, um, I, you know, from every, what, what everyone's saying is, uh, this goes far above and beyond just counting reps and, and getting them to the physical aspect. Um, there's so much more in terms of creating that relationship, creating that bond. And, and I would even say maybe that is the the trust The trust and knowing that uh, you as coaches, you as their guide is going to be able to help them achieve whatever objective or whatever goal that they're shooting for. So they can have that much more enjoyable um, life that's ahead of them and all the activities and and anything that they're trying to accomplish above and beyond. Um, So that's uh, you know, that I think that's why for for myself, I'm I'm right on the same boat with all of you in terms of why we're even in this industry. Um, but you know, there are there are times too um, for anybody who is looking for that success. Success doesn't come easy um, for many of us. Uh, uh, success will have its its level of challenges. Uh, so uh, with with some of the challenges, what are some of the barriers that pref- uh to success that a that a client could be faced with um, when they are going through the journey? Uh, Brad, do you have any insight in regards to into that?
1: Well, from my experience, uh, probably one of the biggest barriers I see is fear. Um, you know you have things that that people want to accomplish require hard work, requires a lot of change, uh, and and that's it's hard to accept a lot of those things. Um, and like Michael said, people know what they need to do, getting them to do it is the hard part. Um, because there is a certain level of fear about doing those steps, taking those steps and changing yourself to get to those goals, uh, those tangibles that people are looking for, the weight loss, the, the, the functional uh, movement, the be, being able to go out and, and hike up mountains or playing with your grandkids. It takes actual real change and people tend to be afraid of a little bit of change, but you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and, uh, and just talking to a coach, you know, Sean has a coach. Um, we've all had coaches before, right? Just somebody to talk to about those small changes can help release some of that fear, turn it into a positive, and really help
0: people uh, push forward and, and reach those goals. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And fear can set us back on it in regards to anything. You know, I've, I've one of the things that, uh, you know, we're heading into the holiday season at this moment in time, uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner, then we have Christmas, and then we have the infamous New Year's resolution. Uh, it seems like every year, top five, it's always something about getting into better health. Um, Max, what do you think is one of the, the biggest, uh, biggest reasons why getting into better health is on individuals' New Year's resolution? I think it's
4: uh, well. New Year's is a time everybody sees it as a time of of change and and maybe even rebirth. And we kind of see the calendar as this cycle where things um, have a like a um, a stop and start time. Mm-hmm. So I think fitness is something that it's easily kind of put off as something you you know that should be part of your life and you know how it could kind of look like, but it's it's always kicked down the road a little bit and then what ends up happening is the holidays come and then and then new year's is this this time that arrives that okay now it now people feel ready to to take that plunge but um what i know from re- reading this great book called uh changing for good is the the new year's resolution stage where we all jump into the gym that's step 4 which is the action stage so you're missing out on um with uh, the pre-contemplation, contemplating, preparing—all these steps that go into exploring your motivation and, and why you're doing this. So, if you jump to the action stage straight away uh, without without the help of a coach to kind of guide you, then you're you're more likely to not succeed if you treat
0: uh, New Year's that way. So it's just uh, it's preparation. So kind of, uh, kind of feeding off of what Brad was saying in regards to those barriers. It sounds like. Uh... If if you're just going into it without an action plan, without the intent of actually trying to accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish, that could be a barrier that an individual would have to try to overcome to be able to achieve the goals that they are set off to to achieve. It's kind of like um, for all you sports individuals out there, it's like trying to go into a game without knowing what you're going to do and just playing, just going at it. Um, So without an action plan, it's hard to work as a team and try to figure out how to win a game um, when you're going into a competition. Um, Sounds like uh, that's kind of what you're what you're referring to a little bit.
4: Yeah. And also to I wanted to add on to what Brad was saying. Um, I think another uh, barrier is that, like you said, people know what they need to do and they're ready to do about 95 percent of that. But there's this other five percent. Um, that they don't want to access yet and would rather hold on to, d- despite knowing that's part of the barriers as well. And so what ends up happening is your behaviors don't align with your goals um, because working on that 95%, oh, I'm ready to do X, Y, Z. Uh, that justifies um, staying in the dark with with that other, those other things that you also know you need to change. And um, I, there's a lot of reasons behind that Type of barrier, but working with a coach can help chip away at at the fear, like Brad said, uh, the hesitation or other roadblocks that prevent uh, the path towards success in, in that last five percent of
0: sure. life. Yeah, and make are you kind of seeing the same same thing? Would you agree with what uh, Max and and Brad was saying in regards to barriers?
2: Yes, absolutely. I think that's one of the the biggest barrier is not having. Um, you called it a plan, like good systems and habits in place for when stressors come, because they're going to come, whether it's work or whether it's family, they're going to come. And so um, it's really easy to allow uh, your, you to, to not prioritize your health. It's really easy. It's very common to, you know, the first thing usually is making poor food choices, um, not sleeping well. Which then just makes you feel really sluggish, and then you miss your workout, and then you feel even less motivated. You feel get down on yourself um, and thinking that oh, it's just going to come naturally. I'll I'll kick this these bad habits naturally. Where really, in order to to build good habits, you have to have a plan. You have to it, they it's it's not likely that it'll just evolve on its own. And that's the importance of having a coach is having somebody. To talk through these things with, um, and and as everyone here has said, most people know what they need to do. They just need help working through the steps to get there, um, and the accountability, knowing that somebody's rooting for them, and knowing that somebody um, is going to ask them, "Hey, how'd you do with that?" Yeah. Um, and so, I think that that absolutely is the greatest barrier, and it's also the key to success.
0: Yeah, and that's great. You know, you guys, everyone out there, you've, you've heard it from the coaches, you know, there's working with a coach has a lot of value in terms of being able to accomplish some of the, the goals uh, that you are looking for, um, maybe overcoming some barriers and and just uh, giving you the confidence, giving you the confidence in knowing that if you're looking to accomplish something in terms of health, if you're looking to make the improvements, if you're looking to have that weight loss or or whatever it might be, is you have it within you to want to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get there and having some proper guidance to make sure that you are taking the right steps. Um, Sean had mentioned that uh, he himself, uh, who is a coach, is, has a coach himself. You know, And I think one of the things that, that uh, we can all agree on is knowledge is power. The more knowledge we have in terms of what we need to do and how to approach it, Uh, the better we are in terms of being able to be empowered to live that life of purpose that Max has has been talking about and to ensure that we are getting the most out of what we are trying to accomplish. So we appreciate you tuning in with us to enjoy this uh, particular podcast. And we appreciate you listening to all of our mint uh, condition fitness coaches here in terms of what they are here to inspire you to do and and what they would love to be able to help you accomplish. Uh, So Thank you once again, and we will talk to everyone soon.